We are on Ksubis Samach Dalad on Mabay 64b, beginning the Gemara. We just concluded the Mishnah. The Mishnah discussed what are the obligations that a husband has to his wife if, let's say, he is not around uh, and therefore he has to provide her with uh, the means to uh, purchase food and clothing and a bed. And uh, when, does he, uh, when does he have to provide for her for new clothing? Um, so that was all discussed in the Mishnah. And we also discussed that she has to, um, she has to also uh, provide a certain amount in terms of her work, that she has to contribute towards um, the family's income with her work. Uh, so that was discussed in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara will be analyzing this Mishnah. This Gemara will be a little bit technical and detailed in terms of um, amounts and value, uh, but it will also highlight some very key uh, key points that, that could be used uh, more broadly, as we will see. Uh, the Mishnah says that how much does she receive in a week? Uh, how much bread does she receive? It says the measurement of two kav, a measurement of two kav of uh, of wheat. Now, the Gemara initially assumes that that two kav of wheat happens to be that it comes out to 48 eggs worth, um, the, the size of 40, 48 eggs. Uh, so that amount of wheat should cover 14, 14 meals. There are two meals a day for seven days, 14 meals. Ends up being 14 meals. Now we will see that perhaps, perhaps it should really be 15 meals. Why? Because on Shabbos, there are really three meals. We have to have three meals uh, on Shabbos. So perhaps it's extended to 15. But at this point in the Gemara, we assume 14 meals, which means that we assume that two kav uh, will be able will be enough to cover for 14 meals. That means one kav is seven meals. Um, and uh, that would be the analysis of our Mishnah. The Gemara we'll try to prove from elsewhere a totally different area of law having to do with, do with Erev Tchumen, which is the, the idea that one is not allowed to walk beyond the city limits more than 2,000 Amos, unless unless they place what's referred to as an Erev there, which is essentially food. And the question is, how much food do they have to place to sort of signify that this, basically they, they place the food outside the city. And it signifies the fact that this, this where the food is, that's really my, um, my, uh, my, where, I, where I live or uh, part of where I live. And so therefore they're allowed to then continue to walk 2,000 Amos from that place. They have to do this on Friday before Shabbos uh, from that place where they place the food. And, they go, and the Mishnah discusses how much food do they have to place there. So based on that, uh, we'll, we'll be able to figure out how much a kav is necessary for one meal, uh, for one or really two meals for Shabbos. Um, and then we'll see that there's discrepancy between that Mishnah and the authors of that Mishnah and our Mishnah. And the Gemara will try to figure out how to explain those differences. So that, that's, the, uh, that's sort of the, the structure of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Mani Masnisin, who is the author of our Mishnah who says that two kav is enough of uh, an amount to... Um, to provide for 14 meals, two kav of wheat. Lo Rabbi Yochum Abroka, lo Rabbi Shimon. It's neither Rabbi Yochum Abroka and it's not Rabbi Shimon. So we have to figure out who is it, who has to fit within somebody. 
What is? How do we know this from the laws of Erev Tchumen? Again, those laws where um, we um, we place food down so that we can walk more on Shabbos. We place food outside the city limits so we can walk more in that direction. So we'll see how much you have to put. So the Mishnah says that for each person you have to put enough for two meals. For two meals. Okay. So first the, the, the Mishnah says some of the Mishnah is not uh, relevant to our discussion but we quote the entire Mishnah. First there's a dispute between Rameir and Rabbi Huda. How much when we say two meals, how much bread? So Rameir says, Basically, there's an argument between Rameir and Rabbi Huda. When do we have more bread? Do we have more bread during the week, a weekday meal, or do we have more bread on Shabbos? Uh, whichever one has least uh, has less bread, so then the amount of that amount of bread for that meal, that's going to suffice for placing that amount of bread for the air of Tchumen, for sort of setting aside a, a place where you eat outside the city limits. Basically, we this is a rabbinic idea. We want to be lenient. And so therefore, between choosing a weekday meal or a Shabbos meal, we will choose the smaller amount. What is this dispute based upon? Rav Meir says that during the weekday, we eat less bread. Why? Shabbos meals are big meals. We have more food. More food means eating more bread. That's the opinion of Rav Meir. So therefore... The two meals is based not off the Shabbos meal, which is bigger, but it's based off the weekday meal, which is uh, less bread. Rabbi Huda says, no, just the opposite. He says that Shabbos meals have less bread. Why do they have less bread? Because there's so much other food, so therefore we eat less bread. Everybody agrees that there's more food on Shabbos. But Rabbi Huda says that because there's so much more other food, less bread on Shabbos, and therefore the way we figure out two meals is based on being lenient, the smaller amount, which is the Shabbos meal, because during the weekday, we eat more bread. There's less food around, we eat more bread. That's the position of Rabbi Huda. Either way, they each say, let's take the uh, lower amount. Okay, now comes the connection to our Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan Broka Omer Kikar Halakuch B'Panjanjon Me'arba Sain Lasela. Essentially, Rabbi Yochanan Broka says, that what is the amount for two meals? For two meals is a half a kav. A half a kav uh, suffices for two meals, which means that one kav is necessary for four meals, right, for four meals, which would mean that in our Mishnah, when we have two kav, it would provide for eight meals, which is a problem, because our Mishnah is saying two kav is sufficient for the entire week, which is seven times two, seven days a week, Two meals a day, 14. And yet, according to Rabbi Yochanan and Broka, two kav will provide for eight meals. That will be uh, part of the question. The other part of the question is the next opinion. Rabbi Shimon Omer, essentially, Rabbi Shimon says that one kav is nine meals. Nine meals, which would make two kav of our Mishnah 18 meals. That's going. Above, that's more than the 14 that's necessary. So either you say like Rabbi Yochanan Broka, which is that two kav uh, becomes eight meals, not 14, or you say like Rabbi Shimon, that two kav is 18 meals, not 14. Which one is it? Uh, the rest of the mission just says, different measurements in terms of how much uh, a bread is necessary for different laws of tumah, of impurity, to transfer impurity. Uh, but that's really a side point. So the Gemara wants to know money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? 
If it's Rabbi Yochum and Broka, it comes out to eight meals. Two kavas, eight meals. If you say like Rabbi Shimon, it's 18 meals. But we need it that two kav is 14 meals. Seven meals a day times two. So the Gemara has to figure this out. The Gemara answers, I Okay. So the Gemara first wants to answer. We will reject this. But the Gemara first wants to answer based on Rav Chista, that one kav is not really uh, two meals. Sorry, a half a kav is not really two meals. A half a kav is not really two meals. A half of a kav is really three meals, according to Rabbi Yochum and Broka. They figured out that, according to Rabbi Yochum and Broka, when you buy it from the uh, baker, uh, one of the kav stays with the baker, Two kav is given over, uh, but it's a total of, sorry, sorry, um, uh, one of the one third uh, for for one of the meals, but a half of a kav is enough to provide for three meals. If that's true, so then one kav is enough to provide for six meals, and uh, two kav is enough to provide for twelve meals. So so far we get to twelve. The Gemara will ask, wait a minute. That doesn't really answer the question because it's still 12, not 14. But we will get there. The Gemara, the Gemara asks, Akasi, Tarti, Sari, Havyan. It's 12. I don't understand. How, what do we solve? Okay, so now 2 kav is 12 meals, but we have to get to 14. So, so answers the Gemara, Ochelasimo, Lele, Shabbos. No, because that's how much he has to provide for her and give to her. But the Mishnah also says they have to eat together Friday night. We know that they have to be they have to be eating the same meal together on Friday night. Again, we mentioned that the reason for this is either because it's so that uh, they get in the mood and they're they have this close relationship because Friday night is a time designated for uh, to be physically intimate. Uh, alternatively, it's uh, to honor Shabbos that the husband and the wife should be eating together to honor Shabbos. Okay, so that that's going to end up getting us to thirteen, and so we'll ask that in a, in a minute. But First question is, when the Mishnah says it's so that they eat together, we'll see in the Gemara later on, there's a dispute as to what exactly does that mean. Does that mean that they're actually eating together? So then, yeah, it would be 13, 12 meals he has to provide uh, just the amount, and then that 13th meal they're eating together. Or there's a, an, another explanation, which is that it's really just a lush and nucky. It's a clean language that the mission uses, it's not about the obligation for them to eat together. It's really just a, a reference to the fact that they should be physically intimate. Um, but it's not about the fact that they should be eating together. Uh, so if that's the case, so they're not, re- not really eating together, you're back to 12. So either you're back to 12, if it's not talking about actually eating together, or, asks the Gemara, even if you want to say that they are eating together, the Gemara says, oh, it's Haven, it's still 13. We have to get to 14. So the Gemara says, okay, so scratch that. A half a kav, we wanted to say, was three meals? No. Ela kedam Rav Chista. A different statement of Rav Chista. This is the answer. The answer is that a half of a kav is really four meals. It's four meals, which means that one kav is eight meals, which means that two kav is 16 meals. 16 meals is still not doesn't fit with the Mishnah. The Mishnah says two kav is 14 meals, not 16 meals. So the Gemara will ask that in a minute, but there's uh, just a, a short tangent. The Gemara says, Kasha Chista 
there seems to be a contradiction in Rav Chista. Rav Chista originally said a few lines ago that a half of a kav is three meals, but uh, when one buys it from the baker, so then the baker takes one of those meals, uh, he keeps, gets to keep for himself, and he gives two to the customer. And now Rav Chista is saying it's really a half a kav is really four meals, two of them are kept by the baker, and two of them are given to the customer. So how do you fit this within Rav Chista? He, he says both statements. The Gemara answers, no. It depends. It depends. Is the baker, is he using his own wood or is he using the customer's wood? If he's using his own wood, so then he's only getting paid one of the meals. If he's using, sorry, if he's using his own wood, he gets paid more. He gets paid two meals. If he's not using his own wood, so then he only takes one meal instead of two. Okay, that is a side point. Either way, the question is, It's 16. If you want to tell me that According to Rabbi Yochanan uh, ben Broka, a half a kav is four meals, and therefore two kav is 16 meals. It doesn't fit with our Mishnah. It's still 16. So the Gemara answers, Keman No, maybe we're going according to Rabbi Chitka. Rabbi Chitka has a unique position. We don't follow this position. Chitka says, That a person has to have four meals on Shabbos. So they have, for this first six days, Sunday to Friday, two meals a day. That's 12. Plus another four. Four on Shabbos. We don't follow this. We hold that uh, you need to have three meals. But if you're to hold four, it's a 12 plus four is 16. Ah, it fits with Reb Chitka. We can explain it according to Reb Chitka. So the Gemara says, no, we don't have to, we don't have to just follow Reb Chitka. Afilu Dalchada la'archi uparchi. Dalchada la'archi uparchi. Essentially as follows. We have, how do we get to 16? We have to get to 16. Two kav equals 16. According to Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca, how do we get to 16? So, the way we get to 16 is for the first six days, Sunday to Friday, two meals a day. That's 12. Okay, 12 is simple. Then, the Gemara now switches and says, you know what? Women are also obligated. It seems, this is how many commentators take this. Women are obligated in three meals on Shabbos. So, 12 plus 3 is 15. How do we get to 16? The husband also has to provide his wife with one extra meal to give to guests. Let's say there's some guests that arrives during the week. Uh, so you, the husband gives 16, one extra meal for the guests. Okay, so we could explain who is the author of a Mishnah who says that two kav equals 16 meals. It's Rabbi Yochum who says that two kav uh, is 16 meals. And the reason why we have to have 16 meals is because on Shabbos there's uh, three meals instead of two. That gets, gets us up to 15 plus one that's given to the guests. Once we say this, says the Gemara, Once we're telling, uh, telling you that the husband has to provide for his wife, not just for her own meals, but in case guests actually come, and that he has to provide for more meals. So now we can say the Mishnah is even according to Rabbi Shimon. What did Rabbi Shimon say? Rabbi Shimon said that two kav is 18 meals. How could it be 18 meals? Max, it should be 15 according to the Rabbanan. The 15... Uh, Two a day plus three on Shabbos, it's 15. Because maybe we're going to say that he has to also provide his wife with three meals for guests. Once we're saying that we take into account the guests, so then let's just say three meals for the guests. Alternatively, says the Gemara, maybe uh, we follow Rub Chidko, who says you have to have four meals a day. Again, we don't follow this opinion, but it's four meals on Shabbos, sorry. And so therefore it comes out to 16 plus two more for guests. Comes out to 18. Once we're having guests, so then we could always add more on for guests. So really, the author of the Mishnah could be either Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca or Rabbi Shimon, because we're adding on one or two or three 
for guests, depending on uh, which opinion we're going in. Uh, so, but either way, according to the conclusion, it seems as though women are obligated in Shal Shudas, in, uh, in having three meals on Shabbos. Um, now, we know that women are exempt from positive commandments uh, that are time-bound. Having three meals on Shabbos would seemingly be an exemption because it's a time-bound mitzvah. It's uh, limited to Shabbos, and you have to have three meals on Shabbos. So why are they obligated in having three meals on Shabbos? So there's different answers that are given. Some say it's because of the man. The reason why we have three meals is because of the man, the miracle in the desert when we had that special man, the special food. And they were also part of the miracle. So we find in other cases where since they're part of the miracle, they're also obligated in it. For example, they're obligated in reading the Megillah on Purim, or they're obligated in lighting uh, Hanukkah candles on Hanukkah because they're all part of the miracle. Or let's say on Pesach to drink the four cups of wine, even though those are all time-bound mitzvos. But they're obligated because they're also part of the miracle. Alternatively, some, of the, some explain that when it comes to Shabbos, Shabbos is different. We know that uh, everybody is obligated in the, in, the, uh, in the rest of Shabbos, meaning in, in rest in terms of um, menucha, resting on Shabbos, not performing activity, malacha, of the 39 forbidden activities. That is uh, refraining. That's a negative commandment. The women are certainly obligated with regards to negative commandments, even if they are time-bound. And on Shabbos, there's a connection between the positive commandments and the negative commandments. And if one is obligated in the negative commandments, they're also obligated in the positive commandments, and therefore they would be obligated in three meals on Shabbos. And that's how we follow. The Shulchan Aruch says that as well, that women are obligated in three meals on Shabbos. Okay, let's see a few more lines. The next part of the Mishnah says, we, the Mishnah said that we either give uh, two kav of, of wheat or four kav of barley, because barley seems to be of lower value. And then the next line of the Mishnah says, Rabbi Yossi says that this is only within Rab Shimon who lived near Edom. So the Gemara asks, The Gemara first assumes only in Edom, in, in, in near Edom, near this place Edom, that's where they eat barley. Everywhere else they don't eat barley? Are you going to tell me that they don't eat barley anywhere else? The Gemara says, No. The point of Rabbi Yossi was just to tell us that in the place of, of uh, Rabbi Shmael, uh, which was near Edom, the barley was of uh, in, was inferior; it was worse. And therefore, in order, if if one were to provide barley, they'd have to provide double the amount, double the amount because it's worse. Um, and so that's why that's how why we mention Rabbi Shmael. But it's true in other places, it wouldn't be viewed as uh, uh, double the amount. It wouldn't be as bad as double the amount. Only where Rabbi Shmuel lives. Okay, we're now at the bottom of Samchatal and Bez, a 64b, and we'll continue uh, next week with the next Daf.